This week's episode of Here's How Get is brought to you in part by our 2024 election coverage. Starting now, who's going to be running for Democrat? Who's going to be running for Republican? Who's going to be running for who gives a shit? Can you believe that it's only four more years until another time we get to all pretend like everyone around us is literally the devil? I'm telling you, I'm excited, which is why our election coverage starts right this goddamn second. Now you hit play. Now you hit play on the the theme song. Trying. Shit doesn't work. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only formerly incarcerated podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Tad Burt, and with me today, as always, my friend, Tim the Handlebreaker. How's it going? It is going great. Tim is in an agonizing amount of pain. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He got fucked right in the butthole. Yep. And he's not enjoying it. Holy shit, did we fuck up last week? Did we? Yeah. Uh, every every podcast fucked up sure. last week. Yeah. I, I only listen to a few podcasts, but the way podcasts work, right? Mm-hmm. This is a little bit behind baseball for everybody. Uh, you don't record on the day that it comes out unless you are really bad at it. <laughs> yeah. Or really, really good. Or really good. Either way. Uh, so it's usually at least a day in It's advance. usually a few days in advance. So a lot of these podcasts that I'm listening to, they're like, they're like, hey, congratulations. You made it through the election. <laughs> Only to be listening like, you know, because their episode comes out on Friday yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're listening and you're like, oh, please, God, I wish. No, uh, one, yeah, no one's getting through this until two weeks into January. Oh, it's, it's this. God damn it. We we were so close. Like the light. It feels like it feels like a Wile E. Coyote cartoon, right? Where you're like, yeah. "Oh, that must be the light at the end of the tunnel," but it turns out it's just a goddamn freight train just yeah. plowing you right in the ass. Uh, On Saturday, someone someone was like, "Man, Tuesday's been really long. <laughs> it's been a really long Tuesday." Ah, <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Um, what else? What other news do we have? Uh, we watched Wishmaster. Two, one. We one. Watched, we watched Wishmaster two a couple weeks ago. We watched yeah. Wishmaster one this week. Uh, and it was, it was, it was all right. It was pretty good. Not it as good as good. two. Not as good as two. If you're going to watch any of them, watch two. What else? Yeah. You, they, 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 uh, explain the backstory too. Yes. So you don't need one. You don't need it. The, uh, tr- our, my, our friend Truckin' and Tuckin' and I, uh-huh. his, his grandfather died. Yes. And he is the executor of the estate. Uh-huh. Um, so he has to go through all the shit and sell all the stuff and, Yada, yada, yada. One of the things that he has been gifted with is a car that his grandfather smoked very heavily in. <laughs> very heavily in. So um, in an effort to get the value of this car to be above zero dollars, yeah. Truckin' and Tuckin' went out and bought a shitload of detailing supplies and a toolbox to put them in. And I don't mean like a little toolbox. I mean like a rolling cart with all these drawers and everything. Okay. very nicely organized. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, because I'm a good friend and because uh, I wanted to detail my car, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I decided to help him (laughs) detail this car. And let me just tell you, it is fucking disgusting. Uh, Smoking is a disgusting habit. Yeah. Well, what it does to the stuff around you 
I was I I was cleaning I was cleaning the door handle right yeah and um I'm like I've got my little detailing brush and I'm in the door handle like and all this just like play-doh residue yep. is coming yep. out of everything and I then I wipe it off and it's amazing how much progress that we've made we haven't finished yet but we've made a ton of progress on uh getting this car to be a condition that doesn't suck. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and do, and then I did mine. My car is of course in a much better state, but you, even you said inside looks great. I cleaned the it engine. Does. I yeah. posted it, yeah. uh, posted that on discord needs to say, that's a very tiring thing. I bet. And I understand now why it costs so much to have that done because really, like it's really, really time-consuming yeah. and very labor-intensive. Yeah, and I imagine, I imagine that if you have a, a detailing business and you have like four guys that work on a car, you can knock it out in no time. Sure, sure. But it took trucks and time. We're doing two cars, right? We washed yeah. the outside of both cars. I waxed my car. We're, we'll clean the inside of that car. Two days, five-hour days. Didn't really make got a got a pretty good dent in but then i spent an additional two days about six five hour days yeah on just my car doing the engine doing the interior waxing the outside again uh and i gotta say like it feels really good you know i've got my car looks nicer than it's ever it does, looked yeah but it also brings out like all the flaws because mm. everything looks so nice it's like oh look at that there's a chip there in the paint there's a chip <laughs> there and that's where someone had a chip and they tried to paint correct it and they did a bad, bad job. job. Yeah. Uh, which is really too bad because the car is more deserving than that. But man, getting that engine clean looks looked really, really good and the interior nice and clean. It looks cool. Uh but I'm gonna be posting some before and after photos of the smoker car in our Discord so people can watch out for that because it is it's an amazing transformation this car has made. In just the the little bit we've been able to get done so far, huh. uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Also, on that today, we sat down and recorded our first test episode of One Hundred Percent Fake News. That's right. Uh, as as we did with the podcast, we recorded test episodes. Yes, we, re- we recorded test episodes when you started. Yeah, they recorded test episodes when Buck and Chaco started. Uh, me, I was just asked to be on the show, and then I started doing the show. Well, you had done it before. No, I hadn't. I hadn't done any podcasting before. I had been like a guest on the Dick Show. That's, well, you had been a guest on the show before. Uh, but in any case, the yeah. idea behind test episodes, right, is that like, especially something like this, because we're working yes. out the character, because it's a character that I'm playing. Uh-huh. It's not me. Yeah. I was going to talk to you about maybe like not using my name. I could go either way. Yeah. yeah. Um, But it'd have to be a funny name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Dawn Lover. <laughs> Don Don Gerald Lover. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, something like that. Or uh Benjamin Dover. Yeah. Um something like that. I own a Glasscock. <laughs> <laughs> that was what was on that was uh on on that list. Do you remember that list? In in high school. Like yes. early, yeah, it was it was just like a list. So one of our friends had printed out of like <laughs> all these goofy names. Goofy dirty sounding names. <laughs> And I love for some reason I just I love that Iona one. Glasscock. Iona Glasscock. The um Yeah, so anyway, we recorded that and I think it went pretty well. We're gonna Me too. we're gonna edit it. We're gonna have an edit off. Yeah. 
What else? What other fun stuff is going on in the world? Uh, we just recorded uh, November's movie commentary. Yes, we did for Wishmaster Demon Knight. Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight, but kind of uh, also I, Wishmaster I, Demon I, Knight. I was wishing that it was it was Wishmaster. <laughs> it was it, for a little bit. It was it was there. It was a little bit, a yeah. little little bit like Wishmaster. It was it was. Um, I'll say it was better than the Saw movies. Sure, that's not hard. No, not hard. Uh, uh, we made it. Th- Mm, would you have buzzed it if it was on movie night? Yeah, I buzzed it when they said the name. Well, that I I, I wouldn't consider that a reason to buzz a movie. That's why I buzz I buzz movies. I know, but okay, let's let's go past that. When would you think you would have buzzed it? Uh, when it started getting slow, around the early middle there, shortly after the pussy joke. <laughs> That's a good joke. Yeah. Well, no, because like, shortly like, shortly after that, the guy gets punched. Stuff starts ramping up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I have to watch it again and buzz it. But like, I, I, my new rule is that I buzz whenever they say the name in the movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, what? I feel like there was something else. We. Oh, I've got, I've got a message from Matt from Minnesota, one of our That's fifty dollars right. patron supporters. One of our He's big got a new request. Spike producers. He has yeah. a new request. He said he sent this. He said, So I've been going over the logistics in my head of trying to overnight you guys some nice dry aged ribeye. But as the voicemail debate has proven, there is no reliable delivery service. Which is very true. True, true. And then I remembered that I pay you guys fifty dollars a month. So my November spike producer demand is hopefully something you will enjoy. Not Twister. <laughs> Um, I would like a video of Tab's method of steak preparation. Since you guys never seem to stop talking about steak, you might as well get, make a video of Tab getting a nice piece of meat ready to stuff in Tim's mouth. Yeah, released wherever. <laughs> Other than the 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 you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to finally, finally. This is this. I didn't tell you this part. Okay. Finally, I will give Dead Helm back his seven seconds. I am proud of him. <laughs> He's done it. Dead Helm, you earned back you your it, seven bud. seconds. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Be looking forward to that video coming to probably our YouTube station in the future. Uh, we talked about how we're going to film that and we're yeah, yeah, just yeah. film it on the grill and whatnot. Uh, maybe next week. This month. We'll, 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 It'll be this month. This yeah, month. it's just got to find a day and got to find two days because I'm also, I'm not, I don't want to half ass this, right? I don't want to half ass right. this. Matt from Minnesota is paying good money for this content. Yeah. Um, I want to show you not just how to cook a steak, but how to get your grill nice and seasoned, mm-hmm. how to uh, season your steak and why it's important to season them ahead of time as opposed to right when you put them on the grill. Yep. I'm not even a guy that's like, you have to use these seasonings. These are no, just the seasonings no. that I use. Yeah. If you like salt and pepper, that's fine. But the time factor on seasoning a steak is paramount to a good steak. And I want to be able to showcase that for our listeners slash viewers. So, anyway, are you are you ready to jump into some issues? Or are you are you thoroughly done with this pre-show nonsense? I think I am. Well, what is your first issue this week, Tim? Here's what I don't get. It's a little short movie called Kung Fury. No, thank you. Yeah. Um so we had movie night. Yeah. We watched Wishmaster One. Yeah. And we uh, tried to watch Hollow Man Two. Tried to watch Hollow Man Two. We got to the first ad break and, and 
whatever crackle or whatever was crackle like, yeah seven one seven of, issues one of not one of first of nine ads and the first ad was like a minute and a half long yeah so it was like said, oh this is a real commercial break <laughs> this, is, this isn't like an internet commercial break where the the ads are 30 seconds max max sometimes they're only like five seconds you go yes yeah and they, they know that if they're long if they're if they know if they're a long commercial they give you the skip mm-hmm the other thing about Crackle is, uh, and I know this not from watching Crackle, but from people that watch Crackle, mm-hmm. is that Crackle only has nine ads. So oh. every commercial break, it's just same gonna be nine those ads. same ads, usually in the exact same order. I used to get that thing. Uh, Hulu used to have that problem. Yeah. Uh, I had the same commercial over and over and over. Yeah, you like go to your ad break and it'd be about fucking Skittles. And it's like, I kind of hate Skittles now. <laughs> um. So that quickly got... Um, buzzed buzzed with our movie night buzzers yes um then we kind of like pussyfooted around surfed yeah we ended up starting borat 2 and none of us really wanted to why none of us wanted to watch it yeah but it was like this is culturally relevant sure sure and then we we got 10, 15 minutes in, and none of us had. Well, we had, I think, me and Shark and Talking had chuckled. What'd you chuckle at? The funny voice. Really? The funny voice. Borat's voice, really? But, like, there weren't jokes. It was, we weren't laughing at yeah, jokes. Yeah, the jokes. You know what I mean? Um, also, it was way more scripted than the first one. Yeah. Which, that's not the funny parts. No. So, uh,. We gave up on that, oh. and then trucking and talking with he was he was like, man, I was I was, I was tra- thinking of this thing, and I was like, oh, I'll help you find it on online because I because a I think I've talked about it on the show like I like doing that, like there's a subreddit I don't do it anymore, but when I used to browse Reddit, there's a subreddit called like Tip of My Tongue, yeah, and it's like I've I got there's this memory of this thing, Tip of My Penis, yes, I know, <laughs> um, uh, or they're like, hey, I'm thinking of this one. Uh, really Instead not really good video, and it, like, I remember this specific shot. Uh, can you help me find it? Yeah. Um, I like fi- like finding See, I like, internet sleuthing. I like to be in that situation, right, where I know the answer, and I just like to let them spin their yeah. wheels. <laughs> oh, it's a movie. Um, Jay Payne Smith is in it, and I'm just like, it's Tales of Crick Demon Knight. Yeah. And they keep describing it in like yep. worse and worse ways. Yeah. And I'm, I put this I put this look on my face where I'm just like. <laughs> uh, and I'm like I'm trying to think of what could it be. I just uh, oh yeah, what you finally figured out, you dumbass. So uh, I, I I looked it up, and he's talking about Kung Fury, which I was aware of vaguely. Uh, I knew hacker. I knew that's what Hacker Man was from. Yeah, because there's a Hacker Man GIF. Yeah. So we watched Kung Fury. Yeah. And uh, you know what I said? What? What? I just kept. That's saying right. You what? did say what? what? Like a couple dozen times. Yeah. Uh, it's thirty minute film. And it was I think a thirty I said minute it short about film. Thirty times. Yeah. Because uh, stuff just kept happening that made no sense. It's. It was so. Like the problem I have with it, right? Uh, so Kung Fury is about uh, a white guy that knows Kung Fu mm-hmm. and is a cop in the 80s. Yeah. Um, and but winds in a, up. In an 80s vaporwave video game. 
Yeah, like like yeah. vapor. Yeah, like super uh, modern throwback eighties. Yeah, um, and he travels back in time to Nazi Germany to fight Hitler, who is also a kung fu master and also a time traveler. Also a time traveler. Yeah. Um, the problem I have with it is that this movie they spent Sucks. five. They spent besides it sucking, it's terrible. Uh, they spent five thousand mm-hmm. dollars, and they made like a trailer, uh-huh. the fake trailer for yeah. this fake movie. Yeah, they're like, man, this would be really fun to do as a whole project. Well, let's run a Kickstarter. If we get, uh, I think a million dollars. Well, if we get a million, we'll do a full feature. Uh huh. Less than that, we'll do a short film. Yeah. They wound up getting six hundred thousand dollars. Yes. From Internet Strangers. Yes. Um. And when we finished the movie, we looked up, uh, I looked up, I picked the random year of the 70s. I think it was 73 is what I picked. Uh, no, it was 74. It was 70, when, 74. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came Yeah. Out. So I picked 1974 and I searched what $600,000 would be in 1974. And it was $3 million? Yes. Two or $3 million. Two or $3 million. Um, and I could not believe that. No, because because then because then I went and looked at like movies that came out in 1974 that uh, cost less than three million dollars. That cost less than three million dollars, and there were a bunch of them. A lot of them were horror. There wasn't a lot of sci-fi. Uh, but true, true. It was a lot of you know a lot of uh, a lot of horror. Um, but we got to Halloween, mm-hmm. and. The budget for Halloween was three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, in nineteen seventy four money. So that means these people on this thirty minute short film Kung Fury. It really feels like a money laundering scheme. Spent ten times the budget of John Carpenter's Halloween. And I said, I said to Tim, I was like, "Can you imagine the movie you and I could make for six hundred thousand dollars?" I mean, we could make, I mean, we could make a decent movie for six thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, having you know a good amount of, uh, um, we've done it before. Yes, we've done we we we've we've done it before. Um, you gave us sixty thousand dollars. We can make a good movie, well, yeah, a better movie than Kung Fury that was also ninety minutes. Yeah, we could make a longer, better movie. Yeah, um, I couldn't ten times the budget of I, Halloween the, on what they must have spent on just green paint because the whole thing is a green screen fucking nightmare. Yeah, and like I was looking at trivia, and they were like in the in the. Um, <laughs> There's a scene where Hitler shoots up the police station. Yes. Through a phone. Mm-hmm. And all the, you know, he shoots a bunch of police officers. They're like, in this scene, they could only afford one police officer uniform. So they had to individually shoot uh, all of those police officers uh-huh. on green screen and then comp them in Which into the shot. Was mind blowing because you had $600,000. And what does one of those cop officers' co- costumes cost? 50 bucks 50 bucks on the high end on the high end at like a spirit yeah uh day before halloween you need this quick yeah uh probably less if you buy it in bulk yeah if you bought like 12 just 
blue shirts with a police badge. Because yeah. the thing is, have some detectives is, and have some plainclothes detectives. The props aren't good because Kung Fury's badge is a fucking dollar store yep. child's toy. Yep. Like, I have a better fake badge than that. Yeah. Just on a shelf in the, my house. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, 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 I, I, it's like, I swear the 5,000 they shot to use, shoot the original trailer. Uh huh. They kept some of that footage, used it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they got $600,000 from Kickstarter, which, of course, I think Kickstarter takes. Ten percent, yeah, um, and then they need ten percent for uh, reward fulfillment, yeah. Uh, so they have four hundred ish thousand dollars, thousand four fifty thousand ish dollars, yeah. Um, they probably took four hundred fifty of that, uh, and filmed the rest of the movie. Four hundred fifty dollars, yeah, yeah. Uh, four hundred fifty dollars of that and filmed the rest of the movie, um. I mean, I only imagine that, like, David Hasselhoff's 10-second cameo cost them $100,000? No, it probably cost them, like, twenty five grand. It's still a decent chunk of your movie uh, for a 10-second cameo. So you just don't do that. Like, that's I what, know. For I, I get it, right? You're like, oh, $600,000, we could do a feature-length film, but, like, it was, we, we said it would be a million. Uh-huh. So I get it. You, you keep it to the short film, sure. right? But you must make the best goddamn short film you can possibly make. Yeah. They're using like fucking stock footage from stockfootistock.com for shit. Yes. Yeah. It's just like rent a drone and go film your own fucking stock footage. You have $600,000 for a 30 minute film. Yeah. For a 30 minute film. And it wasn't funny. It was, it, it looked like it was supposed to be funny. Yeah. It wasn't funny. It was super ham-fisted, the, all the 80s stuff. Um, what is that, like $20,000 a minute? Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe that. $20,000 a minute. And a minute of footage. Yeah. I, it's it's you mind-boggling. You cut that in half. $10,000, you know, you got to spend a bunch of money on fulfillment. You got to spend a bunch of money on on your licensing for yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, Kickstarter. $10,000 a minute. $10,000 a minute. You think you get better fucking actors. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't funny. It wasn't good. It wasn't no. interesting. It was completely mind-boggling, and they're making another one, and it has real stars attached to it. That's the that's the thing. They're making another one, which is not a sequel, but in the same universe, I think is what it said. Yeah. And it's a full movie. They've already shot it. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger is playing the president and Michael Fassbender is playing this no-name dude's partner. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. He was he was Magneto. He was Magneto in uh, pretty much better than Ian McKellen Magneto. Oh, yeah. And uh, Only because Ian McKellen never really got the chance to go, go so to personal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was just like a generic. He was he was just like one step down from twiddling his mustache evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. Michael Fassbender, good actor. Next James Bond. I nominate him. How old is he though? I don't care. He's great. He's I, better than fucking Daniel Craig. Craniel Degg. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. And and. Here's my other caveat. Next James Bond movie. Said in the 60s. Okay. 
do a 60s period film, Michael Fassbender as James Bond in 1963. He wasn't he was he not in The Man from Uncle? I don't know. I thought Some you people saw are that. saying Henry Cavill. No. No. He's no. too he's too chunky. Buff. Too chunky. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Fassbender, his arms Michael, don't... Mac of Michael Fassbender is lean, but also like slick. Yeah. Especially like shave the beard, but also no, no beard. He, I, I've seen he's done like some. Um, he can he he can also look buff. Yeah. Um, was that Centurion? Where he was like the ancient Roman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even even in X Men, the scene where he's like in Cuba. Yeah, and he he does the thing with the knife where he. God, that is such a great. He's wearing I like want, a white polo. I want that's to really fucking tight. watch that movie. Fucking X Men, Magneto, Nazi Hunter. Well, here's Magneto, the thing. colon, Nazi Hunter. Here's Whole film. Michael Fassman. Did you know? Fucking up, motherfuckers. That was the sequel, planned sequel to X Men Origins. That Wolverine. was the planned sequel to X Men yeah, Origins. X Men Origins, Magneto. And it would have been him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, we got like just the. Taste that was what made first class so good. There was a comic, there was a Magneto solo comic from a couple years that. ago. He wasn't Nazi hunter, he was uh, like, um, but I want to send it in the modern day and I want him to hunt down members of Antifa. It was him hunting down, uh, like super anti mutant people, um, like the watchdogs. You remember that in Agents of Shield? Yes, like it was, it was like those kind of people. That's who he was hunting, yeah, yeah. He was kind of he's he was he was old as he is in the comics now, which is kind of old, a little just a little too old to be doing mm. really doing doing that, which is which I think is like a good thing. Um, it's a good thing in a comic, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you remember I brought in geriatric yes. action heroes because yeah. I'm really tired of the like old grizzled veteran guy has uh-huh. to go back out and John Wick his wickety Johns. Yeah, like uh, no, I'm done. I'm tired. <laughs> Equalizer is great. John Wick is good. John Wick yeah. is also great. Yeah. Uh, but like another Die Hard movie, fucking kill me. Yeah. Well, we got we got another Die Hard movie. We watched it already. Oh no, no. Uh, it's brought to you by Duralast. Was no, it Die Hard? Is the name of the battery? Is it AutoZone at Advanced Auto Parts? Yeah, but it's it's under some company, some other battery. No, no, company. they're called. They've been called Die Hard Batteries forever. Oh, it's okay. It's a brand called Die Hard Batteries. Yeah, the brand is Die Hard Batteries. It's oh. sold by Advanced Auto Parts. Got oh, it's it's Advanced Auto Parts in house. Yes, like Duralas is AutoZone's in-house. Brand. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I just Kung Fury is terrible. Speaking of terrible movies, I watched the Plinkett reviews of uh, episode two and episode three yesterday because yeah. I was editing video and I just wanted something on. Sure, sure, sure. Um, and in the episode three commentary, he praises. I thought this was really really interesting. He praises the movie for not marching out a kid Han Solo. To like come out and be like, oh look, there's Han Solo, meet young Han Solo, meet meet young Luke Skywalker and young Leia, and he'd be like, hi, I'm Han Solo, and I was like, okay, and then he goes, and I also praise him for not having the Millennium Falcon in, and I'm like, this is starting to sound suspicious, like Solo, a Star yeah, Wars yeah, story, yeah. and then he goes, and and then nobody nobody raped the the millennium falcon and he like has an arrow going into the little part where they put that escape button i'm like oh my god they did all the things that he said they shouldn't do yeah 
<laughs> it was crazy, crazy pre- prescience from yeah. Mr. Harry S. Plinkett. Uh, I haven't watched that in a while. What did he have to say about Newt Gunray? Oh, he does. He does. Call, at one point, he's like, he's scrolling. He's like talking about all the diversity in there. He's uh-huh. like, well, now you got the Chinese, and he shows. Ow! 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 My back hurts. Uh, yeah. I was gonna bring in uh, back pain as in my second and issue, already this did. Week, but I already did. I'm good for it for about t- twice a year. Yeah. So this is this just happens to be the second time this year. Yeah. Well, making a, a bad year worse. But you know, uh, I would rather have this back pain than watch Kung Fury again. Yeah. I'd rather watch Saw than watch Kung Fury again. Yeah. That's how bad Kung Fury was. Because at least in Saw, there's a plot that you sure. can follow to an extent. And uh, you know that there's going to be something to look forward to. The credits in, rolling? The kills, the traps. Uh-huh. The, you can at least look forward to those in those movies. You're guaranteed those. You're guaranteed multiple of those in each one of those movies. Uh-huh. See, that my, my problem with Kung Fury is from a writing standpoint because he he hops on a keyboard to surf into the past, right? Yeah, Hacker Man hacks, Hack, him, in, Hacker Man Hacker hacks Man him into hacks the past. time into the past, which is like, all right. This is stupid. It doesn't make sense, but this is the logical consistency of this film. Mm-hmm. But then Thor just opens a portal into the future for him. Magic. Magic. Yeah. And then uh, Hitler's evil falcon trick thing ports him into the future. Yes. Somehow, mm-hmm. but it's not the first time Hitler went to the future, which was when he came solo. That was the thing. Like I'm expecting a loop story, right? Yeah, where, yeah. Where Hitler comes to the future, kills the police, so Kung Fury has to go to the past to stop him, and mm-hmm. in doing so, allows Hitler to go to the future, and we've created a temporal, uh, yeah, causal causality loop. Yes. And there's the circle. We're now in Terminator One, right? But what they they made was. Hitler comes to the future and kills some cops, so Kung Fury goes to the past to stop Hitler. So Hitler travels back to the future, but the future is somehow the robot at the beginning of the movie is a, is Nazi, a Nazi now, robot. and he's also now traveled to the past, traveled earlier in time than the first time. So, like, is there going to be... It's like, it doesn't make it, you don't have any fucking logical consistency in your universe. Yeah, and it's a 30-minute short film. And it's a 30-minute <laughs> short film. It's yeah. not that fucking hard. It's like Hunter Prey. Hunter Prey, not a good movie. Hunter Prey, completely logically consistent the entire yeah, time yeah, through. Yeah. That's really all I all I really want from a movie. Sure. They tried to... It's like the internet condensed into a movie. Yes. We're like, hey, we love... Hitler uh, jokes. We love Hitler travel, jokes, time travel, 80s stuff. Kung um, Fu. Yeah, dinosaurs, bad, bad looking movies. Yeah, uh, dinosaurs, uh, robots, um, Thor, uh, and and Vikings and shit, and like giant wolves, uh, and rope mech, mechas, mechs. Yeah, um, and side scroller beat 'em ups, side scroller beat 'em ups, and it's like all that obnoxious shit. About the internet condensed into 30 minutes and also not made well. Well, 
Yeah, not a good movie. Don't watch it. Don't let your friends watch it. Friends don't let friends watch Kung Fury. And but Trucking and Tucking did finally surpass you. Yes. And beat Hunter Prey is one of the worst things we've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. Uh I can take a lot of shit in a movie. Yeah. Uh um, I can take far less shit in a you movie. You can take far less. I can take a lot of shit. But halfway through that movie, I asked Tab where his gun was so I could shoot myself in the face. Yeah, it was that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Very bad. Very bad. That's a good issue, Tim. Thank you. I uh, Clearly, I agreed with you. Well, uh, here's what I don't get. Uh, that fast food workers deserve more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate fast food workers. I think more than any other worker in the planet. Because they are completely, they have a completely valueless, skillless job. Now we need them for now. <laughs> well, but robots. I can't fucking stand the people that work at fast food restaurants. They're like they're surly, they're rude. Because uh, they, they're working at a fast food place. Yeah, well, like, fucking make better life decisions. It's not my fucking problem. You don't need to treat me poorly because you're an idiot. Uh, so this weekend, Saturday, I spent most of my day, uh, I drove I drove and got supplies to clean the engine. Yeah. And I spent most of the afternoon cleaning the engine until this, about the time the sun went down, a little, a little bit before the sun went down. And I finished cleaning up my the stuff I was doing and then put all my stuff in the house and I was like I I was tired. I had been hunched over the car all day. Yep. My back was was stiff. Uh I was sweaty and I was just like, man, I really don't want to like fucking go he- turn on the stove or the oven and like fucking stand in a hot kitchen for 30 minutes while I make something to eat. Yep. And I haven't I haven't eaten a lot of fast food in the last several months and I was like, you know what sounds really good? Like just a fucking Mc- couple McDonald's uh McDoubles. It's the cheapest burger they have. And a thing of fries and a soda, and then just I'm gonna come home and watch a movie. And I went to the McDonald's, and I ordered. This is the way I order at McDonald's because I've been placing the same order for the last forever. As long as I've known you, yeah. Two McDoubles, plain large fries, and a large Dr Pepper with no ice. And yeah. I usually can't say it that fast because they're too fucking stupid to keep that straight in their head. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I try and meet them halfway, figure out what what way to order them. Mm-hmm. Which is why I do the McDouble's plain and then a normal thing and then Dr. Pepper with no ice so that I can say two McDouble's plain. They're like McDouble, plain, two. Mm-hmm. Large fries. Large fries. Dr. Pepper with no ice. Dr. Pepper, no ice. Yeah. Right? In my mind, that's how long it takes because I've worked a retail cash register mm-hmm. and for the most part, they try and put that shit right in your fucking face so that you're not just like... You're not you're not fucking working the console, the enterprise, to like fucking <laughs> try and reroute the power reserves from shields to yep. wherever else. You're just going like McDouble, one of our most popular items, modifier plane. Dr. Pepper, modifier no ice, large fries, one of our most popular items. And so I get home and what do I what did I get? One McDouble fries and a Dr. Pepper, which is Throws off the ratio of fries to McDouble because the fries are super fucking salty. Yeah, and the McDoubles are not. So They're it's like sweet. You, you eat a little bit of Mc, yeah, <laughs> you eat a little bit of McDouble. You eat a little bit of fries. A little bit of McDouble. A little bit of fries. But also, it's a McDouble. Yeah, which you can eat in about 
three bites. Yeah, because they're small. They're a little small. They're actually, it's the most, it is the most prolific uh, food item available on earth. As in? As in it sustains all of your basic food groups. You got gotcha. your grains, your dairy, your meat, your veggies. Uh-huh. Uh, if you have the pickles on there and yeah, the onions. Yeah. So you, it's it nutritionally has everything you need. Mm-hmm. The cost is very, very low. Yeah. And the accessibility of it is very, very high because most people on earth live within a three-mile radius of a McDonald's. Okay. So, which I was literally stunned when I heard this uh, news information a few years ago. I was like, whoa. But it makes sense because it's not like, it's not super healthy. No. But it is... It, they're they're I think they're like a buck twenty nine or something, and even in even in markets like where they're expensive, they're Alaska. usually under two dollars. Yeah. So you can just go wander and grab one. Anyway, I just get home and I they can't like fucking hit the number two button after the McDouble, and I'm just like you ruined my night. This this thing where I was like, man, I, I could use a, a McDonald's for the first time in a few months. Uh, you just fucking ruined it by not. Doing your goddamn job. They're so eager for you to be done. So in order to make up for that, we ate McDonald's tonight. Mm-hmm. And we get there, and Tim Tim wanted a uh, quarter pounder fries and, and a drink. Yeah. So I ordered the meal, the quarter pounder meal. I go, yeah, I'd like a, a, a number two meal. And they go, is that going to be it? The number two meal comes with a drink. Uh-huh. So the question should have been, what would you like to drink with that? Yeah. And then after I answered that, it said, do you need anything else? Yes, I, I'm going to need a lot of things because <laughs> I'm ordering for two people, not just one. Yeah, uh, and I'm just like you, fucking you. Des- you deserve more money. How many times? How many times have you gone to some you know McDonald's and the fucking fries are cold? You go to Burger King and the fucking burger is slimy and nasty. Mm-hmm. I won't eat a Burger King anymore. I'd stopped eating a Burger King before the Impossible Whopper. Yeah, but I'll definitely never go back while that's there. But even then, after that. Probably not going to go back because the last time I ate at fucking Burger King, I just got a Whopper because that's what they're fucking famous for. And there was so much fucking mayo and the cheese was all melty and yep. the bun was soggy and it was just this fucking nasty, slimy fucking <laughs> mess. And I'm just like, I'm supposed to eat this? Wendy's, everything's greasy as fuck. And, uh, you know. You know my- what we should have more of? Restaurant wise. What? Whataburger. Oh yeah, Whataburger is pretty great. Yeah. Whataburger, Whataburger is one of the few places where I rarely have problems. Although I can't tell you how many times it's like it's real simple. I don't like ice in my sodas. And how many fucking yeah. times do I go yeah. and I get fucking ice in my sodas? And why do you deserve more money? Because we will replace you. Have you been to one of the McDonald's with the like fucking order kiosk? Yep. I remember going to an Arby's in the early 2010s uh-huh. they had an order kiosk and i was just like this is the future of fast food oh you don't need someone standing there at the counter all we need is the people back there to then go like number 70 and throw and hand you a bag well, that's like fucking 3 725 an hour jobs you don't have to have so when you raise when you mm-hmm. finally get your fucking thing through and they raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour you will get fired yeah Walmart, and then you will get fired. Yeah. Because we just will do use computers to do your job. Yeah, robots. 
Eventually, I mean, the cooks will be out. Do you for remember? A robot. Do you remember when we were kids? Right, you go to McDonald's or Burger King or yeah. wherever. Right, sure. Two windows. First window, you pay and you got your yeah. drinks. You sit in there and drinking your drink. Oh, it's a good drink. I hope I get my food soon. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm gonna fucking drink all of this soda. Yeah. And then you go pull up to the second window. They hand you your food and you drove away. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, it was way too much to ask the cashier to take the order, fill the sodas hand them to you, mm-hmm. and do all the money stuff. Yeah. So they just got rid of all that. It's been years. It's been years. Yeah. Yeah. And now you get everything at the second window, uh, which is which annoys me. I don't really care. Like, I'm fine with it. Sure. But it just, sure. it feels like uh, you, you couldn't be handled. But even then, because what, 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 the, way, the way it works now is a person doesn't even touch your cup until they hand it to you. Do they put the lid on? Yeah, yeah, because the person at the thing's like, I want a, a large Dr Pepper with no ice. I want a large Powerade with ice, right? And then the computer robot machine is like, all right, drops the cup, fills the cup, spins around a little conveyor belt. They put the lid on it and they hand it to you. No, no one's touching your cups. Yep. It's it's weird. Might as well have like a little robot arm that just like fucking slides it out the door, and yep. you're like, all right, that's mine, and a little a little conveyor belt. Like here comes your bag, and it right into your window, like a vending machine or mm-hmm. something, right? That's gonna be the future, man. T- uh, yeah, yep. They're gonna have like maybe the, the you'll re- have you'll have like maybe two humans. Yeah, right to oversee the robots. Yeah, you'll have someone. Uh, Probably, I, I assume we'll get. We won't have like working restaurant Roombas by then. Yeah. Uh, because that's really uh, like to be able to like not just the, the floor is sure, but like to be able to like wipe down a table. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So you'll need someone to do janitorial services. Well, no, 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 no. Here's the thing uh, in the post age of Corona. Sure. You're not going to be able to eat inside McDonald's yeah, ever again. True. It's going to be exclusively drive through. And yeah, you don't, gonna, yeah, you don't even, the whole inside has been converted into more robots. More robots. They're going to push. Uh, they're going to push you to mobile ordering, right? So which you, they already are. They already are. They really want you to do that. So you just pull up and you're like, "Yeah, um, my code is two seven one zero three," and they're like, "All right, pull around." And then you and you've already paid on 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 the phone on your card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you do that, I'm wondering like. We're pretty close with voice recognition technology mm-hmm. that you could get rid of the person taking the order if the screen just showed you what you said. Because the other, the only other option would be for a touch screen that you pulled up next to, like an ATM, to punch in your own order. And and then or a camera. No, what do you mean? Pre, uh, you've arrived at the the McDonald's that has made your order. Uh, press the camera button on the mcdonald's ordering app and it brings up a qr code on your phone and you point your phone at the camera yeah that that could work yeah that's to pick up your order yes i'm talking about to place your order okay if you do if you're not going to use the app uh, okay you'd like pull up to a kiosk or you'd use voice recognition to Uh just talk to nothing then you pull up to the window number one which is no longer a window it's just a fucking swipe thing for your card whoop boop boop and then you pull forward and a fucking a drink comes out on a little tray and your food slides down into a little bin and you pick it up and walk mm-hmm. away. Because uh, that's the future. That's the future of fast food. Because it's getting, the food is no longer fast. It was never very good. 
But you're also like giving it to him with a fucking surly that, attitude. He, People wonder why Chick Fil A is the like biggest fast food company in the nation. Growing, it's, yeah, it's growing, yeah. And it's not because the food is amazing. It's, like it's pretty good. It's pretty. It's all right. Yeah. Um, the reason why is because when you go there, everyone is polite, polite, and the service is fast. fast. <laughs> and I've literally been putting. I have literally paid with cash yeah. and have been putting my change away in my wallet. As they call your mid, name. Mid, mid, like, hey, your food's ready. Yeah. 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 And then uh, someone, if you're eating inside of the restaurant, some nice lady comes around like, you need anything, sugar? Yeah. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Can I get one more sauce? Can I get a refill? I'm like, shit. Like, uh, can I get some a, napkins? Like a slice of apple pie. And I can go. Can I go sit in that recliner over there? And you, you tuck me in, Grandma. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. And that's why. That's why Chick Fil A. I don't believe Chick Fil A will ever get rid of the human interaction because that's what sets them apart. But at this point, sure. like when I go to McDonald's, imagine, imagine, go- a, imagine a giant cylinder, cylindrical robot coming behind you. Are you all right, sugar? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't. I think Chick-fil-A is the fast food that I've eaten the most in the last few months because it's one of the least obnoxious places to go. Yeah. As opposed to going to McDonald's or Burger King, even Whataburger. It's just like you go to Whataburger. I'll go to Whataburger at one in the morning usually. Mm -hmm. And they're just. And you don't get the honey butter chicken biscuit? No. What a shame. I get the, I get, just get the bacon cheeseburger. Do you not get a honey butter chicken biscuit on the side? No. It's too much food. But it's the honey butter chicken biscuit. It's delicious. Yeah. Anyways. The, what's what's the thing about Whataburger? The 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 staff is surly. Like I don't yeah. I, I'm not fucking I don't want to fucking pay to put up with your attitude. Yeah, I, I really don't. We like don't it. we don't need to talk. Like I don't I don't need you to I don't need you to be the my pleasure and a smile and sure. like genial like yeah, the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. What I do need from you though is I need you to not sound like you'd rather put a gun in your mouth <laughs> than hand another human being a hamburger. Yeah. Now, I don't need you to I don't need to think that you uh love handing hamburgers to everyone who comes yeah, by. Yeah. I just like a good a good middle tone like hi, welcome to Waterburgers anything I help you with. Or what can I get for you? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I'd like a what a what what is it? Honey butter chicken biscuit. Yeah, like one of those, and uh, I'd like one of those Dr Pepper shakes you make. And you're like, all right, that'll be seven fifty. Please pull around. Now, that's very even toned. Yep. But I'm not like because what the but they, you're not monotone. What they'll what they'll do is they, they'll be like, welcome Waterburger. What can I get you? Yep. Like, <laughs> uh, take a a water. What is it? Honey butter chicken biscuit. Is that all? That that is that it? Uh, no, I'd also like a Dr. Pepper shake. Is that it? Okay, I've got a honey butter chicken biscuit and a Dr. Pepper shake. That'll be seven dollars fifty cents. Pull around to the second window, and they come here. Uh, do you have the honey butter chicken biscuit and the shake? Y- yes. Uh, okay, seven fifty. Swipe and do other shit. Right, it'll be out in a second. Like come in. Do you need you need sauce? No. All right. Have a nice day. Like wow. Did not feel like having a nice day. Kind of felt like get fucked, asshole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm so tired of fast food employees. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for the fast food robot uprising. 
Especially, especially with the... You know what? I did. I went to McDonald's one other time. I went to McDonald's with my mom and my sister a few months ago for lunch. They were in town, so I went. To, we went went to go to mm-hmm. lunch, and uh, we ordered. And then we sat down at a table to wait for our food, and we like get our food in a bag. And we're like, "No, we wanted that for here." And they're like, "Oh no, no, no. you can't eat in here." What, what do you mean you can't eat in here? We just <laughs> sitting at that table and just like, "Oh, you you can't eat. You can't eat in here." Why? Oh, you you can't you can't eat in here because the Rona. Yeah, I think that was I think that was like in June, before the mask mandates. Yeah, yeah. And they can't have the. Who fucking knows, man? What was it? Was I was gonna say is like, I mean, you know how much money it's probably saving them not having to have the fucking dining rooms open. Sure, but also can't you like put up a big old caution tape and block yeah. off all that shit? Yeah, I put up a sign that says like our dining rooms not open. Yeah, but I can still walk into order. So fucking stupid. Yeah. Uh, I can't go sit by myself away from the people that are working here. Can't drink out of a water fountain. All the water fountains have to be turned off. So when you go to the theme park, you have to buy bottled water. Oh, yeah. That's the. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing how this is working out so well for so many businesses because they don't have to have as many uh, cashiers on duty because they're only running the drive through, which they have under control. Yeah. Um. You don't need to have someone going out and wiping down the tables every half half hour. So, fucking, gotta be great. It's gotta be great. Anyway, that's the fast food employees. I hate them. I hate fucking every one of them. I have, I have contempt for them because, like, I worked I worked in food service for many years when I was in high school and after high school Mm -hmm. and sure it sucks a lot of the time sucks a lot of the time yeah but it's your job so you don't take out you don't take it out on other people no especially not the customers yeah um and i kind of feel especially i hate i hate teenagers yeah, but like I'm a little more understanding of teenagers because their brain's not cooked and they don't understand like how to be a person who has a job. But what I can't stand is like you pull up and this person's obviously 30 and has two kids and can't like fucking put down the phone for 10 seconds while you as you pull up to the window, you pull up to the window and they're like, oh, what can I get for you? Oh, thanks. You're an adult. Put the fucking phone down while you're at work. There's that. You don't have a job where you can fucking play on your yeah, phone. That's Subway Green Text. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Where yes. The uh, he tries to order sandwich. The sandwich artist is on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he just like wants a meatball sub. So oh, one one minute. So then he just makes it, gives her uh, fucking makes a huge mess, yeah. and it's like uh. If Ty were here, he'd be like, you remember that Tom Green thing where he's like, oh, yeah, just a little bit more black olives, uh, just a little bit more. I don't remember that. You don't remember that no. video that he's shown us like three times? No. <laughs> I try I try to block Tom Green out of my mind <laughs> after, I, after I saw Freddie got fingered. Let me go ahead and pull it up for you. <laughs> uh, you don't yeah. remember that video? He's like, oh, yeah, just a little bit more lettuce and uh, some oil and uh, just a little bit more cucumbers. No. And uh, maybe some tomatoes. Yeah, you don't remember him showing. I that really time. don't. He's shown us that video three times. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I really do try to block Tom Green out. I'm not. I 
I don't hate him. I just don't see why people think he's funny. Because I saw, I've seen Freddie got fingered. Yeah. And I don't get it. He didn't make you proud? <laughs> no, and he didn't He didn't make me want some sausage. Uh, and he does like weird things with deers in that movie. Uh, yeah. I've only seen bits and pieces. I haven't seen it all the way uh, through. It's dumb. I don't get Tom Green. Did you like him in Charlie's Angels? Was he in Charlie's Angels? Yeah, he plays the Chad. Who seems very oddly similar to Tom Green. Cameron, no, uh, the redhead. Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore's husband at the time. Was it husband or boyfriend? Whatever. Yeah, Who gives yeah they, they were. It was definitely during that time, yeah. though. Yeah. They were, uh, 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 mm-hmm. uh. Well, uh, that's my issue. Fast food employees, fuck them. Good. I have utter disdain for you and your faces. Tim, what is your... Actually, I want to mention <laughs> this. I got my fucking trackpad working again. Okay. Apparently, the driver uninstalled itself. Yeah, that happens to laptops. Fuck these computers. Also, also working again, my sound card. Nice. Nailed it. Uh... Well, that means bringing some Miller episodes. Means it's time for this fucking episode is brought to you in part by the Brigada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Tim, what one hundred percent real news do we have today on this show <laughs> that is one hundred percent real uh, news? Well, our first news comes from space. You know we love space. us. Um, our space news scientists have discovered a new planet. Called K2 141B. I'm sure they will rename it eventually. Okay, uh, and I haven't, I, ha- I haven't. Is that how that planet self identifies, Tim? <laughs> I have, I have an idea. I, I will let you know as soon as I tell you all about this planet. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, it was discovered by the Royal, uh, scientists from McGill University. Uh, York University and the Indian Institute of Science Education. Um, it closely orbits its host star. Uh, it's Earth size. Um, it appears to have surface, ocean, uh, and atmosphere all made of the same ingredient rock. It's ocean is rock. It's ocean is rock. Molten rock, because uh, this planet is a planet where its oceans are made of molten lava. Um, is that an ocean then? Yeah, it's lava. But is that an ocean? Yes. What is the definition of an ocean? Ocean is a body of water that composes much of the planet's hydrosphere on Earth. An ocean is one of the major conven- conventional divisions of the world ocean. These are in descending order by the area, the Pacific, Atlantic, Indian, Southern, Antarctic, and Arctic Oceans. Uh, so, no, it's not an ocean. Uh, well, it's an ocean of lava. Um, the winds on this planet reach supersonic speeds. Okay. And the rain is made of rocks. Nice. Um, they refer to it as uh, one of the most bizarre... Uh, one of the most extreme planets ever discovered, and they they call it extreme. quote bizarre and hellish. Um, 
So should we just call it hell? I this is like I think this is Planet Doom. Uh and you should be forced uh they should they should like build speakers in and just play E one M one the whole time you're on that planet. I think we should put uh political dissidents and by political dissidents I of course mean politicians mm-hmm. and news media people into rockets and fire them at hell. Uh and then and then we can like We'll put a camera on hell yeah. first, right? And so before we put him in the ship, we'll go, I'll see you in hell. <laughs> and then just turn to the monitor of yeah. hell. Uh, like it's, you're going to wait. But yeah. then as soon as they're at it, like fired off, you just, you don't. It's gravitationally it. locked in place, which means it doesn't um, orbit. Uh, it orbits, rotate. but it doesn't, doesn't rotate. Uh, well, it, it rotates the same as the, uh, as sure, its orbit, as the, its orbit, uh, which means that one side of the planet is always facing the like, star. Like Remus. Yes. Uh, and that part of the planet has temperatures over 5,400 degrees Fahrenheit. Nice. Um, I'm glad they didn't use Celsius or Kelvin or some other stupid yeah. thing that we wouldn't understand how hot that is. Yeah. Uh, the other side of the planet uh, experiences lows in the like negative 328 degrees. I was, was going to guess negative 250. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I meant I meant I was going to guess negative 328. Is that uh-huh. what you said? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was going to guess that. Uh, well, our next news story comes to us from New Hampshire. Uh, a New Hampshire second, woman. Second worst place than hell. New <laughs> <laughs> a New Hampshire woman uh, is accused of pretending to be a prosecutor and submitting paperwork, dropping stalking and drug charges against herself. That's genius. That is a colonel mastermind right there. Absolutely genius. Lisa Landon was arrested uh, after she submitted these false documents in three separate court cases last November and December under the guise of a prosecutor. In some instances, she even used the electronic court system to file the documents. Very nice. I find this amazing. It's pretty great. You... uh, Disguise yourself as your own lawyer Fucking to get you in. off of criminal charges. Um, that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I she's you said a criminal mastermind. Yeah, genius. She got uh, a big titty. And it, it wouldn't matter. Nah. Given by her mug mugshot. Nah. Okay. Uh, our last news story comes. Wait, 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 to did a, we mention that we showed? Trucking and tucking rhinestone? No. We showed trucking and tucking rhinestone on election night. We did. We brought him into the fold. Yes. He was he was much like us. He was skeptical to begin with. Yep. And then he was 100% on Fully board. Fully on board. Yeah. Fully also, on board. Oh, oh. The other crazy thing we found this week. So election night. Yeah. We got together and played one of our old all-time favorite games, Rock Band. Rock Band. And while we were getting set up for Rock Band, we were scrolling through the clothes options. Because we had to make a... Um, a new character for Truckin' and Tuckin'. And, and one for yeah. Tim. Yeah. So scrolling through, and there's an outfit called Rhinestone Cowboy, and uh-huh. it looks suspiciously like uh, Stallone's... What, one of the outfits crazy outfit. In yeah. Rhinestone. So this movie, this movie has been like... It kind of feels like... Um, you know, in V for Vendetta, when he he finds out about Rookwood, and then he he finds the email from Rookwood that was like hidden inside his his emails, or like in Frequency, uh, where yeah. when Dennis Quaid hides the wallet in the okay. past and it's in the in the yeah, sure. spot in the future, uh-huh. it kind of feels like that. Like 
it's always been there, uh-huh. but we didn't really know about it. We couldn't actually no. find it because we couldn't perceive through the Reinhold, th- rhinestone uh-huh. Reinhold. <laughs> <laughs> ow, ow. Uh, through the rhinestone threshold. Yes. But now like we finally we finally broken through the barrier and we're like <laughs> open to a new It was world. always there. Colors are, are yeah. all different. We're, we we are we we're gonna, we're discovered gonna, we're, the guitar in 2112 <laughs> yeah. and like now we can see colors. Uh-huh. Uh we're each the three of us are each going to get individual separate calls from um family members and being like I don't know why I had the urge to call you but um do you remember when you were little and we went to the movies? Yeah. And we saw Rhinestone and you're like, oh it unlocks your <laughs> yeah. unlocks our uh, memory uh <laughs> lock that was placed onto us by wizards or something. Yeah. Um The movie a, The movie has I have, been I don't know if I've said in that our on unconsciousness. This. Yes. For so long. I think it's been in the general populist unconsciousness yeah like the shared social unconsciousness uh and we are the the first, the first ones to rediscover it yes yeah um like columbus rediscovering america yeah i don't know if i said this on the podcast but i definitely said it when we were watching this because the first time we watched it like we i think it was the we did it before and after right and we definitely said yes. you should watch this. Yes, because it it's definitely recommended. Definitely, we recommended it. it it's, I I want to go back and listen to it because I want to know how incredulous we sounded, what we thought, and I, I want to know what we thought about it the first time we watched it. Yeah, because I have gone past from like this is a niche, wacky like how did this ever get made product to like I enjoy watching this movie. Yeah. As a pastime, <laughs> we discovered new things. Every time you watch it, you discover something new, and it's great. Let's see. That was before Baby Driver, before Mortal Kombat. Ah, I know that was our. Com- Here's our commentary for Rhinestone. I would say that before and after was like in February. Tombstone. Uh, anyway, do we have one more news story? Like, we do have one more news story. What's our final news story? Our final news story comes to us from a uh, national treasure, mm-hmm. not Nicolas Cage. Uh, I'm talking about Yellowstone National Park. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, well, uh, one Idaho man was caught at Yellowstone. Um. And you know, jerking off into a geyser. Well, you're ruining it, but you know, he's learning the hard way that you have there's certain societal rules put in place, uh, and you you have to follow these rules or else there's consequences. It was on September 10th, this is September 10th, two years ago. He just got, um, the case just happened or just finished up. Yeah, two years after the original offense, this Idaho man pled guilty to multiple charges, including foot travel in a thermal area, mm-hmm. and uh, let's see, foot travel in a thermal area and violating closures and use limits at Yellowstone National Park. Um, he was, of course, he was he was cooking his chicken in a hot spring. Do you mean do you mean cooking a literal chicken or do you mean yep. okay 
I mean, he was, he literally brought chickens to Yellowstone National Park and attempted to cook them in the hot springs. That's genius. He should sell uh, those. He's he's gonna serve. Well, he'll have hot, to hot spring cooked chicken. Yeah, it's like it's like the new uh, Nashville yeah. hot chicken. Yeah, uh, he's gonna serve two it's years of probation, recipe. and he he's banned from Yellowstone during those years of probation. He's paying a fine of six hundred dollars per charge. Um, but yes, he brought chickens to cook them at a hot springs. Incredible. Well, I mean, you try to cook your chicken anywhere in a public area, you're gonna. Yeah, no, that's that's true. That's definitely yeah. true. Well, is that all the news we have? It is. Well, this has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations. This week, you know, it doesn't take care of what Tam's new geyser fried chicken. It's <laughs> it's finger licking good. It's faithfully finger licking good. Yeah. Uh, if you want to help us with that new project, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't guys. Which is the name of the, the name of the show. Not really. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly minisodes. We have our $2 tier, where we throw the random bits and bobs we do here and there uh, coming out. We have our... $5 tier where we do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get where we drop the hate and talk about what's great. We have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we sit down and watch and record a feature in the commentary. We just did a commentary for Tales from the Crypt Demon Night. The December Battle Royale movie voting is out to go vote. Every movie commentary that didn't make it this year has a chance at redemption. In December's Battle Royale to try and see what movie can come back. Uh, so go check out that voting. And then finally, we have our big $50 Spite Producer tier where you get a say in the show. You get to dictate new bonus content. You get to dictate how that bonus content is going to be distributed. You can make rules about the show. You can submit yep. issues you want to hear, hear me talk about, talked about. You can ban voicemailers. You can ban guests. Whatever you want as a spite producer it, that we are able to do, we're going to do for you. We have a couple of those guys right down, Gray Bush and Matt from Minnesota. Gray Bush has asked that you play out in public. Yep. And Matt from Minnesota has requested, as we talked about at the beginning of the episode, a video on how I cook steak. So be looking forward to that video at the very least coming later this month. And we do appreciate our spite producers for... Uh, putting their skin in the game yes. to make this show happen. We, we appreciate all our other patrons as well. Um, just less. Just, you know, five times less. Yeah. <laughs> at, or 10 times less. Yeah. Or 25 times less. Mm -hmm. Or 50 times 50 less. 50 times. Ugh. Ugh. Yikes. Yeah, that's good, going guys. down to fast food worker level there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Thank you, everybody who supports the show. You help make it possible. And... We're excited to have you on board. Yep. Tim, what is your second issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Remember, it's not over. Yeah. Um, I hear this phrase a lot anytime anything happens. Uh, and you know, specifically, the election yeah. just happened. And, and, and anytime any modicum 
of, I don't want to say a win because I don't consider this a win for, for anybody. anybody. <laughs> um, the- but the people that did consider it a win were like, there's a, there's a good subset of them. They're like, remember, this is only the beginning. Uh, this isn't over yet. Uh, well, then there's the opposite side. It's like this isn't over. I have I have special uh, information from yes. my band of internet uh, retards who said that uh, there's actually a secret plan. Yep, it's all going on, and it reminds me. It reminds me of uh, the Joker speech from the Dark Knight. It's uh-huh. like if I, if I say that a bunch of soldiers are gonna die in a in a roadside yeah. bomb, no one will freak out because it's all according to plan. Yeah. And uh, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm ready for it. Can it? Can we just like can we, can we just like like just be over now? Yeah. Can That's it? the other thing is the whole like this is just the beginning. Really reeks of um, a watch pot never boils. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, like you've done your bit. Uh huh. It, we're in a, we're in a giant Rube Goldberg machine uh-huh. constantly, right? And you can only to- topple so many things. Sure. So you topple your thing, and then they want you to just stand there and be like, "Is is it gonna topple everything? Is the light gonna turn on? Mm-hmm. Like I don't care. I've toppled my piece. I'm done." And and that's a light way of putting it. The way I would put it is that these these people expect you to be to dedicate one hundred percent of your time. To being a uh, righteous warrior for whatever mm-hmm. cause it is. God, I saw a great tweet this week. This guy tweeted, and he's like, "It's like someone finally closed a process that's been running on my computer. My 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 mind feels like someone just closed a process that's been running on my computer for the last four years, mm-hmm. taking up five percent of the CPU on Trump." losing the election yeah uh and i was just like imagine imagine Mm -hmm. right four years ago you just took a little pebble a little piece of sand and you put it in your shoe (laughs) and every day you get up and you check and make sure that pebble is still in your shoe and then you put it on and you you walk around comfortably Uh all fucking day every day and then you buy a new pair of shoes, and you go and you take the pebble out and of the you, old pair of shoes and, you and put, put it in, in the, the new pair. pair of shoes. For four years, yep. you've just let this pebble ride around in your shoe, driving mm-hmm. you crazy. Yep. And then someone else says, hey, you can take your pebble out now. Yeah. You have you have created a personal hell. Yeah. I don't want to live in a personal hell. No, me either. Everything that I do is to try and get me f- as far away from a personal hell as humanly possible. Yeah. So it's over for me. Whatever happens from this point, not my fucking problem. No. Your little, your QAnon, we've got QR codes on the ballots that are tracking all the ballots everywhere. Uh-huh. Don't give a shit. Yeah. You're... <laughs> Uh, this the House of Representatives is actually going to decide it. Don't give a fuck. Yep. It's going to go to the the SCOTUS where Clarence Thomas is going to fucking rape the shit out of Joe Biden the way Joe Biden called him a rape ape forty something years ago during Clarence's nomination. Yikes! That's going to be a real fucking awkward hearing. <laughs> 
Don't give a shit. Yeah. Not my fucking problem. I just want to I just want to fucking turn on YouTube and not be inundated by your bullshit. It's the same way yeah. I feel. It's the same way I feel about the Chinese election year virus, right? Yeah. Pfizer came out today and said they have a 90% effective 90%. vaccine. And of yeah. course it's like, well, it's only 90% effective. It doesn't mean it's over. It's just like <sighs> I don't care. It's <laughs> over for me. It ended for me fucking six months ago. Yeah. You people are out of your goddamn minds. You're living as slaves. It's time to be done. It's time to just pack it in. Pack it in and go home, everybody. We did it. <laughs> we beat the Rona. We did it. Yay. Let's move on now. Yeah. Let's go let's go back to a real life. But some people will never let it be over. Oh, well, you know, you have the vaccine, but you still have to wear the mask, still have to social distance, still have to be at 25% capacity in your restaurants. But meanwhile, like, it's totally okay for them to party, party in, in the, the streets. streets because their presidential candidate announced that he won. Uh-huh. That, totally fine. It was crazy. There was, there was, Bill de Blasio was downtown in New York yep. partying in a giant crowd of people, not wearing masks, yep. not social distancing, not following any of the fucking guidelines. At the same time, in Jewish, the Jewish side of town, they are yep. arresting people for fucking having too many people in their homes. Yep. And then today he comes out and goes, uh, "Well, uh, looks like we might have to lock down. We're having a surge of cases. Yeah. We might have to lock down again." Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> when are you gonna wake up? When are you gonna wake up? When are you gonna? If it's not gonna be over, then don't let it be over. And like fucking do something yeah, about it. Yeah. But if you're just going to be like, it's not going to be over, let me continue to just stare at the results. Just fucking maybe if I just keep staring, if I just keep staring forever, I'll just, I'll never, it'll change somehow by my eyes because I have laser powers of fucking vision and I will just stare into it forever because as long as I'm staring, they can't pull anything over on me because I'm staring at it. And that's where I am. Yeah. It's not over yet. And I can see your little beady eyes. Mm-hmm. It's not over. It's like... It's not over. It's like... Uh, it's not over. Imagine you're a covert elite. It's not over. Uh, it's not over. <laughs> Paramilitary... Uh, Death Squad, right? There's five of you. Or four, let's say four of you. Yeah. Right? There's four of you, and you're on some top secret mission in a shitty- In uncharted space? Jungle somewhere. It's let's a say secret it. mission in uncharted <laughs> in in space. space. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you have to camp for the night, mm-hmm. and uh, logically, the best thing that makes sense is eight hours- Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone does the four between the four of us. Uh, we do uh, two hour watches. Two hour watches. Um, uh, these people say, "Oh no, you can't! You can't do that! You can't sleep!" Yeah, all four of you need to sit all back four to back you, and yep. stay awake yeah. all night. It's the only way you can defeat your mortal enemy. You get no rest. Ain't no rest for the wicked, Tim. I don't want to be wicked. Oh, you're wicked. Wicked cool? No. No, no. <laughs> ah. F- mm. Uh. Yeah. 
at a certain point, at a certain point, I feel like you just have to let go. Like, let's not, let's just, let's just let it go, man. It's over. As they, as they said in Independence Day, it's not over till the fat lady sings. But we don't have fat ladies that sing anymore because they canceled all the operas. Uh, Adele lost all that weight. Yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah. Still unfortunately, not, unfortunately still she's not she, attractive. Unfortunately, she still talks uh, like she used to. Yeah. It's a terribly, uh, it's a, it's a terrible voice. Like her, her singing good, uh, huh. talking the opposite of that. Uh, you know, I think I've only heard the one Adele song. Yeah. Skyfall. And it's, she's not Shirley Bassey. No, no, yeah, no. Which is the best Bond mm-hmm. song. Well, um, I have to take these um, tweaker tweaker trucker pills. Yeah, uh, to keep me awake. Uh, this ultra vitamin supplement. Yes, I have. To, it has. To, I have to be awake for at least seventy two hours um, after every election for <laughs> when the other side rises up. Yeah. Can't and then, and then after that, I can't rest because my side is still um, bad. And you're gonna you're just gonna party, yeah. Party all night. No, no. I have what's to. That, be, what's that? I have to be a faithful, vigilant watchdog. Eddie Murphy song, "Boogie in Your Butt." No. My girl wants to party all the time. Yeah. yeah. My girl wants to party all the time. Party all the time. Party all the time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Written by Rick James. Oh, that's right. That's a really that's a has a really weird music video. Yeah. I don't know if there's a music video for Boogie in Your Butt, but you got to put a boogie in your butt. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you got to, if you, 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 <laughs> you spell that wrong, you're going to get a different Eddie Murphy video. <laughs> uh, and by that, that, I mean Norbit. That was, that was yeah, a, um, no one see that. <laughs> there was a joke in the Borat film where he went to a phone store to get a phone and oh, yeah. he like searched for something and he added cream pie to it and it was all porn. Oh, he was like, I would like to I show you my favorite you dessert. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a it was a sex joke. He was like supposed to be learning how to use a, a smartphone. Yeah, and then he goes to the bathroom and he's like, why it's his his phone. The Clearly watching the porn. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the guy just goes, I think you figured it out. <laughs> That was that part was at least kind of funny because it was one of those non scripted parts. Non scripted parts. I think it was totally scripted. I don't know if it was scripted. It was planned. Yeah. But yeah. I thought about bringing in um, people who don't understand editing as an as an issue. Maybe I'll yeah. do it next week. But you know what? I think watching Borat two, and especially watching the half in the bag on Red Letter Media about uh, how they noticed a lot more. Of the editing yeah. in the in those bits, specifically like the Rudy Giuliani bit, yeah. and and like they pointed out like the like he like a lot of lines when someone's faces uh-huh. uh, not towards the camera, all that stuff really makes me like I'm not gonna go back to Borat and watch it with that in mind, but it really makes me think less of it because of that. Yeah, when I said that, you acted like I was a conspiracy retard. <laughs> Did I really? Yeah. Huh. You were talking about the Rudy Giuliani thing, and I was like, yeah. He was, oh, because I, I hadn't seen the video. Yeah, he's tucking his pants. There's a lot of weird ADR, and you were like, nah, nah, 
but Ryan's fucking Mike Staclasa yeah. and Jay Bauman saying fucking oh, suddenly fuck Mike Staclasa. It's, it's a gospel truth. Oh, fuck Mike Staclasa. These fancy Milwaukeeans, they they have opinions. You that open I agree your with. you open your phone right now and show them the text from me that says in in those words, fuck Mike Staclasa. Let me make sure it won't show your phone number. Uh, you don't have to, but just just you just uh. Cause I can I can show that and, and you know, yeah. Look at that. That doesn't really show up well on the camera, but no. that, that that he is showing you. That says "fuck Mike Staclasa," <laughs> and then you uh, immediately knowing the reason why. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also have to be because he said he it says your name at the top. Yeah. Because uh, he's it's because he said he hated parallels, which is one of if not my favorite episode of TNG. Yeah, I was hoping there's a way to zoom, like on 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 old people's phones. You can just you can zoom. make text like real big, big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But don't work on this phone because this phone is anti old people. Yeah, yeah. What were we talking about? We're talking about not being over yet. Speaking of not yeah. being over yet, this episode <laughs> not over yet. Not over yet. So please, what is your next issue? God damn it! I have a day. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I gotta look up how I phrased it. Here's what I don't get: uh, making math suck. Mm. I had a, I had an epiphany this week. Um, I think they intentionally make math the worst fucking class in school, so yeah. that you hate math, so that you don't understand math, so that they can easily lie to you about things. Mm. Uh, because you spend. So much fucking time in algebra. Like, yeah. you take pre-algebra, yep. and you take algebra, and yeah. you take algebra the two. two. Mm-hmm. And that's all middle school, high school. Yes. Right? And then you have to take college, college algebra. algebra. Yep. More fucking algebra. I have no fucking idea what algebra is used for, and I don't really give a shit. <laughs> you want to fucking draw lines? Go take an art class. What they don't teach you in schools, not like part of the core curriculum, yeah, yeah. is like the actual useful math, stuff like geometry, statistics, compound interest percentages. Yeah. I remember in, in middle school, in my, whatever my math class was in sixth grade, we did percentages, which is I think the only time we ever did in percent, percentages and compound interest and APR and shit like that. And it was yeah, the most confusing, I think, annoying shit ever. It was. And then when I became a grown adult and I taught myself percentages, yeah. like, no, this is actually really fucking easy. It is. <laughs> Why was this taught to me in such a piss poor manner? Yeah, it was. Um, Teaching you stuff about taxes, not acceptable. No, no, no. Teaching you how to graph the curve of a line and what the curve of a line means in the fucking... Uh, in an equation, yeah. Apparently, we really need to hammer that home. And really algebra, algebra sucks so much because it yeah. can it um, obfuscates how math works. Yes. So the result is inevitably that you end up you end up with kids who hate math, like me. Yeah. I hate math. I can't. I fucking can't stand math. But if they taught it, because I've heard, I never took calculus, but I've heard like calculus is is easier to understand than algebra. But for whatever reason, they put it behind algebra. Uh So you you have to push through this just god-awful math 
that makes no fucking sense. You're combining letters and numbers for no fucking reason <laughs> to solve problems that don't exist. Yeah. And then you never take a statistics class. You never take a... I took statistics uh, when we were in high school, senior year. Yeah. How'd you like it? I stopped taking I stopped taking math and algebra two because that was the highest required class in in high school. Yeah. And then in college, I took logic because I hate math. I wish I had taken statistics instead mm-hmm. of just a little bit of statistics that I've learned. Uh, I don't remember any of it. I remember being good at it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of it's kind of a it's it's a weird subset of math that's like I recall because there's two like basically two parts of it. One part being the like if you've got 52 cards in the deck, what's the order of the odds that you draw? Right. Uh, what's the, the exclamation point? Um. Not fanatic. What's factorials? Yes. Yes. So like, so it's like, uh, like if you roll a twenty sided dice, what are the odds that you? I mean, that's really, really. Easy. But it's like, what? How many? What are the odds that you get uh, a one five times in a row? Yeah. Well, it's you know, what, I don't remember, but I remember you know the factorials. Yeah. I, we learn how to do that. Like twenty factorial, nineteen factorial, eighteen factorial. The other thing, the other thing, the other stuff was all word problem stuff. Was, was yeah, weird. yeah. The other thing that so the other the interesting thing about statistics is like, uh, statistics, statistics get better with the more data you put into them. Yeah. So you can put in hundreds of years of like weather patterns, mm-hmm. right? And then you can go like statistically in April, yes. the temperatures will be between blank and blank. Uh-huh. And then your weatherman, your local weatherman can get up there and be like, yeah, it's going to be 75 and sunny. Mm-hmm. No fucking idea. He's just guessing yeah. based on the t- statistics. That's how farmer's almanacs work. Sure. Before we really like define what statistics were, yeah. they were just going based yeah. on the averages. Yeah. Um, But there's interesting stuff in statistics like uh, I talked about it when we the six percent number came out from the CDC about mm-hmm. like deaths that were actually directly attributed to, to yeah. the Chinese election yeah. year virus, and on a standard distrib uh, what is it standard distribution mm-hmm. graph, you end up with about six percent as the outliers of like really weird things that are yeah. far off the average. Yeah. Uh. So. With the math, the other, the other problem with the way they teach math, right, is that uh, why, how, and how they make math suck mm-hmm. is that math is taught to you at, in a way where you are not permitted to have the tools. And it's yeah, the yeah. tests are done in a way where it's just like, oh, you just have to know how to do this. Yeah. Do you remember As, what, when you got to college and uh, someone asked, yeah, can we... Uh, can we use the book on this test? And the, the professor is like, yeah. Yeah. Why, why are you asking? Because. Because it was drilled into us. I mean, at least, I mean, I remember. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like. That using the book, using the calculator, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff was cheating. And it's like, oh, this is a calculator. Even even early in, in elementary school. Yes. This is a calculator free test. Yep. And then the, your, your teacher would say some dumbass thing like, you're not gonna carry a calculator around anymore, you know. You need to know how to do math. It's like, and then and then you. So they take away the tools. I've, from I've you. got a Casio calculator watch. Yeah, they take away the tools from you, right? Yeah. So, and they do that in the way they teach math. Like I remember in algebra, we learned 
the foil method. Yes. Which was a way to do something. First stupid. outside, inside, last. Yeah. I don't know why I remember that. I don't remember why, what it's used for or why, and I don't really give a shit. But what I do remember is that there were three sections leading up to that where we're doing the exact same problems, mm-hmm. but like in some dumbass convoluted way. And then you get to like chapter four or section four of chapter eight or whatever. And it'd be like, all right, now we're going to use the foil method to do this. And mm-hmm. it's like, Wow, this is really fucking easy. <laughs> Why didn't we learn this to begin with? Like, yeah. Oh uh, well, it doesn't always work, but it, but it always works on the problems you're giving us. Yeah. And I'm not going to become a mathematician, so I don't give a fuck if there's other <laughs> problems. Because the other big problem, the problem with the way they teach you math and they answer they 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 tell you things like you have to learn to do it the hard way because you may not be able to do it the easy way. Yeah. And that's like. Oh, yeah, if you become a mathematician and you're doing mathematical proofs, mm-hmm. you may not be able to do it these way. You may have to do it the hard way. But here's the thing. One, not going to be a fucking mathematician. Two, I'm not doing mathematical proofs. I'm solving a problem for which I know there is, in fact, an answer yep. in the math book because you fucking have them at the back of the book. <laughs> I have yeah. them in the back of the book, too, but only the odd numbers for some reason. Yes. So when you say... There's a harder way you may not have the end. It may not be the way to answer it. That is true, but it's not factually accurate. It's um, it's de jure, right? Uh-huh. In in yeah, in truth, as opposed to de facto, mm-hmm. which is in fact. Yes. So it's it's a de jure truth that yes, there are que- there are problems that are that are a different type of problem that the foil method will not work. But de facto in this class, no fucking reason for me to have to know <laughs> the six different ways to do it because yeah. every fucking question on every homework prior to this one and moving forward and the test, the FOIL method is applicable. So fuck you and fuck your answers, which brings me to the other part. So that's that's them not allowing you to use all your tools. Mm-hmm. To me, it'd be like going into a theater class, right? Yeah. And the first like your first year in theater, them going like, oh, you're going to have to learn how to use gaslight because that's the way we used to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I do believe there is there is a benefit in art to understand the history of the craft, yes. to understand the present of the craft. Yep. Not so much in math. No. The old stuff doesn't is like old and doesn't work, and we've come up with new mm-hmm. ways. The same way, the same way, um, if I were going to build a car today, yes. right, I'm not going to put an engine from the 1920s in it. No. I'm gonna put a modern fucking engine in it. Yeah. If if I'm trying to build a replica 1920s car, I mm-hmm. might put an old engine in it. But that's a really fucking weird closet case. Please, yeah, like niche niche yeah. case. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna try and put an electric engine in a 1966 Mustang. That's crazy talk. Yep. Yeah. Or maybe, can't imagine maybe, anyone maybe, would want to do that. Would because we have we have the technology now, but. So they they keep the tools from you, but then the other big problem is the lies Mm -hmm. and the misunderstandings, because inevitably every fucking math class, I think my entire life, one person in during the year would ask this question on something. Well, what, what is it, Tim? What's the question? Is this going to be on the test? No. no. They'd ask that constantly. Okay. I'm trying to, I, I don't know where you're going with this. When am I ever going okay, to use yeah, this? Yeah, sure. And your teacher would say, oh, you're going to use it all the time. Oh, fucking time. And then you go, like, when? And they go, oh, I mean, oh. <laughs> you have no idea what this math is used for, which if you had that answer, you might be able to get kids interested in math. If you yeah. could be like, uh, yeah, I've got a question. Um, 
why are we learning how to draw fucking lines for the last six months? Well, Tab, I'm glad you asked that because um, you use these types of equations to chart the trajectory of a rocket to the moon. And I'd be like, do you want to fucking dope? Would you want to be an astronaut? Wouldn't that be dope? Yeah. Well, you got to learn this math. Yeah, learn this math. Right. But they're just like, they're just like, uh, you got to learn this math because I had to learn this math when I was in high school. Yep. And my teacher had to learn there that math when they were in high school and so on and so forth forever ad nauseum. So the answer is you have no fucking clue what we, why we not learning this math. Yep. Meanwhile, we're not learning math that we actually could use, like how taxes work, yep. compound interest works, how debt accumulates, mm-hmm. all that kind of shit. Not not a part of the curriculum. But can you fucking draw a curved line based on what you read in your little book? Can you punch in your little calculator and have it draw you a line? Then that's fucking good enough for us. So blow me. They made math suck. Like, imagine imagine if they handed you a graphing calculator in the first grade. Now, sure. Tell me, be playing Doom on it. You may not be able. <laughs> you may not be able to do math in your head, right? Which is why they don't want you to use a calculator in for first some grade. Reason. Yeah, in first grade. No, I could do math in my head. First grade. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, from the first time you're learning math. Okay. And you're at the one plus ones. Or sure. Like, Here's a graphing calculator. But you'd have such a grasp on how everything in that calculator worked by the time you hit college algebra. Yep. That you'd be fucking flying through everything. Yeah. Because that's where we are now. We have computers. That's the other problem with my my fundamental hatred of math as a class, right? Is that you're giving me problems that, A, I know there's 100% a solution to. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing like in life. In life, you run into problems where there's not a solution to the thing. Sure. Or the solution is not the ideal. Yeah. Like uh like like the final solution. Like the final solution. Like like for instance, you know It's not ideal. <laughs> math wise, math wise in lighting for, uh-huh. for theater, yeah. for stage. Uh-huh. Ideally, not ideally, but the Chris, the McCann, the McCannless, McCandles, McCandless lighting method mm-hmm. is two lights at a 45 degree angle from your subject. Mm-hmm. One with a warm color, one with a cool color. Sure. And one center on to blend those two colors to create shaping. Sure. Now, a lot of times you can't get a true 45. So you kind of have to fudge it. Sure. And, but math. There's not really a fudge it, right? Yeah. It's yeah. not like, uh, yeah, what's five plus five? Like, uh, eight and a little bit. Somewhere between like eight and 12. There's a definitive answer. Yeah. And none of the questions are hard enough that, because we, we make computer, computers can do math real good. Yes. That's what they do. Um. None of these problems are on the... That's why they say you can't use a calculator. You won't have it. The computers can't solve everything for mm-hmm. you. But, like, I'm not trying to mathematically prove how... You know, what's the what's the thing? Um, the calculation, the Drake equation. I'm not doing the Drake equation here. I'm trying to figure out, hypothetically, how many species of intelligent life sure. there are out in the yeah. cosmos, right? I'm trying to graph a fucking line that's in a math textbook. <laughs> Wolfram Alpha got that in a fucking second. Yeah. Not even a question. And yet here I am drawing lines 
like a goddamn dumbass to find the fucking stuff of this thing on graph paper, just wasting hours and hours of time in my goddamn algebra class that no one wants to fucking know, and no one, not no one fucking remembers any of that shit. Not one fucking person. No, I I mean... If I had learned trigonometry instead of algebra, I'd be a way better lighting designer. Way better. If I could just do the trig in my uh-huh. head, which I can't do because I never took it. Yeah. And I'm not fucking learning now because, as I mentioned, I hate math. <laughs> I hate math because it was beaten out of me in the fucking seventh grade yeah. when I took pre-algebra. And I was just like, I don't understand that the purpose of any of fuck. this, why I'm doing it. Or how any of it works. You fucking put letters in this for no good goddamn reason. And now here I am some 15 years later bitching about it on the internet. But I'm not the only one, right? Because people don't understand how probabilities work. Like probabilities would be a really good one to learn in school. Statistics. So you can understand, like, if we had people who could better read graphs and understand statistics and understand percentages, you could look at things like 250. 50,000 deaths and go, oh, that's fucking nothing. That is a fucking bump on the boom. You know, when you're looking at charts of deaths in the United States and it's average deaths and excess deaths and you see like, oh, this is fucking nothing. But we can't look at those anymore because we all hate math so much because it was just fucking... (laughs) It's like the passion for art that I think school also kills. Hmm. School just beats art out of you. Can't do, don't doodle on your notes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't do this. Uh, in your art class, you're going to, everything has to be photorealistic. We're not doing anything stylistic yeah, in choice. Yeah. And so you really have to have, uh, and not that I'm a, you really have to have a spark. You really have to have a fire. Jesus, you just remember, re- made me remember our middle school art teacher. Yeah. Who was your middle school art teacher. My middle school middle art school teacher. Together. Who was, Bad shit crazy. Oh, yeah. Ours was, too. I mean, certifiable. Yeah, I had, um, I avoided taking art classes in middle school because our, our art teacher was fucking nuts. Would frequently rant about how she was being haunted by African spirits. Okay, she was not that crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like a painting would fall down because, uh. That's what happens when you uh, slam sticky, a door. Sticky, slam a door, and there's a kid's piece of paper sticky tacked to the wall. Yeah. Oh no, the African spirits are after me again. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I I think you have to have a spark in you, and I think that school tries to extinguish as many of those sparks as possible mm-hmm. because I don't I do not believe that primary school education is about education. I believe it's about conformity, and I believe it's about uh, desensitizing you to the idea that you're a human being who mm-hmm. has rights and that you're a person who has value. Yeah. Uh, and they just, anything outside the norm, they try and cut it off. I remember uh, in fourth and fourth, around fourth grade, uh, maybe, maybe fifth, I really liked uh, writing. Yeah. I would come up with stories and mm-hmm. write them in, in a journal. Yeah, and it was it was it was during that time where like half half of the day you spent with one teacher. I don't mm-hmm. know if your your elementary school was like this, but like you had a like a home your homeroom teacher. Yeah, taught like half the 
stuff. Yeah. Um, and you would go to other classes, but only like half the day. Yeah. Um, we had that, except it was, uh, there were two teachers that were that taught in partnership and one teacher taught science and one teacher taught social studies. Mm-hmm. And then one teacher taught that they both taught everything else. Okay. But yeah. one of them taught to one level of students and one of them taught to another level uh. of students. So I would come into school first thing in the morning and put my backpack in at my desk in my classroom. Uh-huh. And then I would go across the hall to the other classroom where I would stay all day. <laughs> and then I would come back at the end of the day for science class because I went to the higher level teacher. And I it annoyed me. It annoyed yeah. me because all of my shit is in my desk in my classroom sure. that I'm never at. And yeah. I would... I think at one point I even asked, like, can I just be transferred to her as a mm-hmm. homeroom? Because this would make way more sense. <laughs> and they were like, no. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I remember, I, and you know, I I was creative writing. Yeah. And I, that specific homeroom teacher, you know, encouraged it. And then I got to middle school and it was all, uh, middle school was all. Form essays. Form essays uh, and literature analysis. Yep. Uh Yep. And it wasn't until our senior year of high school where our English teacher, we had the class together, yes. uh, took me aside and was like, hey, you're a really good writer. Yeah. I was like, oh, really? I didn't know that. She was a really good teacher. Yeah. Of, she was probably my favorite. Of Again, I've, ta- I've said this before about yeah. teachers, like 90% of them are just fucking garbage. Yeah. And you have like one percent that's um, amazing, and you have a small percentage that are that are great, and yeah. a small percentage that are good. Uh, I would definitely put her in the great category, maybe not the amazing category. But I think that there's so much of school in all the different levels. Like they make you read the worst books, yeah, to just like fucking. There are so because many, they're old, they're, right? Because they're old and classics, and yeah. there are so many adults that just don't read anymore. And you talk to them, like, "Well, I didn't really enjoy reading in school." Yeah. It's like you don't have to read that stuff anymore. Yes, <laughs> you can read anything. You read anything, but but that's not what school taught you. No. School taught didn't teach you you can read no. anything. School and taught the, you you have and to the read people these classics. that the people that were weirdos and really liked the stuff that school taught you are the same people that will uh, admonish you for reading anything that isn't that exactly well, as, you, as you're an adult. Versus me, me, it's like fucking. I I read almost nothing but Star Trek books. I read history yeah. books too, but most of I my mean, reading you, you is the other stuff. Yeah, James Bond, audio books and yeah. whatnot. Uh, and like, I don't consider myself well read by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. But at least I'm fucking doing something. I wouldn't consider myself well read either. But just just do the, the little bit of reading. Um, I I I will never forget this. I was in elementary school and the the we we had this box of books and it was like a box it was a learning system and Mm -hmm. it was all these colored tabs and you started out low like with green yeah and then like you worked your way through sure sure and it was short stories and then it was questions and answers about the short stories Mm -hmm. and once you got in the higher levels they became like chapter books with questions about the stories and i remember um i was I don't think it was like, it wasn't centers, but it was something like centers where mm-hmm. we had like different sections. And when I was in the section for reading those books, I did not want to start on the green books because no. they were 
I mean, they were frankly childish. And I want to yeah. say this is the third grade or the fourth grade. Okay. I think it was the third grade. It was yeah. the second and third grade. We were reading those. So I think it was the third grade. Yeah. And I was like, this sucks. And so I powered through the greens and the yellows and I like whatever whatever the fucking order was, I just like fucking blasted through until I was in the the red mm-hmm. or whatever the level was where you're starting to read like real books. Yeah. And uh I was told that I could not read them anymore because I had far surpassed the other students and it would make them feel bad. Wow. And I was just like, well, I fucking didn't want to read those books. Yeah. I can read those books in a second. It's like it'd be like reading a fucking My Little Monster books. You remember yep. those? I, no, I no. just fucking boom, 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 done. But yeah, yeah. And then you answer a little like, are any of the questions wrong? No, but we got to protect these kids' feelings. And so, if you really are this person, I, the other thing was in the third grade. I, I I'm not the as the fourth or fifth grade. I showed up to school with a Donald Westlake book. Mm-hmm. He's an absurdist. Okay. He's, a, not, he's not an absurdist. He's a he writes comedy books. And so I was reading one of his Dortmunder series, which is a uh, criminal with a heart of gold. Mm-hmm essentially. And my teacher saw the book that I was reading and she asked me what the book was. Mm-hmm. And I told her about the book and it didn't like have sex in it or anything. No, It didn't really have anything inappropriate. It's a really funny book. He, he's fleeing from one. Have you seen the movie? What's the worst that could happen? No. With Dan DeVito and Martin Lawrence. Mm-hmm. It's based on it. Okay. Uh, there was a Ben Stiller movie, the tower heist. That's also based on. Oh, okay. I, I, I haven't seen tower heist, but I know of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think the book I was reading is the book after Tower Heist, but mm-hmm. I'm not really certain. Anyway, the, he he's fleeing the scene of one crime and mm-hmm. he goes into a church and through the through the roof and he falls out of the rafters and breaks his legs. Mm-hmm. And the nuns h- hide him mm-hmm. and they he's he's laying in bed with his broken leg and the nuns have taken a vow of silence. Mm-hmm. So they are doing charades to try and communicate with him because <laughs> they want to hire him to break into this place and and kidnap back one of their fellow sisters who's been taken by a bad man. Okay. But they're doing this all in charades. Yeah. And finally he goes, why didn't you just write it down? And they're like, and they get all flustered. They write something down, they hand it to him, and it just says, we didn't think you could read. <laughs> <laughs> So then he proceeds to to break in and save uh-huh. this woman from her. Anyway, I'm reading this book. My teacher take is asks me what it is. I tell her about it. She takes it from me mm-hmm. and punches in a couple pages of it into her like machine computer program that reads books and tells you what they what reading level they're at. Yeah, and it was a, written above a college age level, and I'm in the fourth grade. Uh-huh. Or maybe it was written at college level or something. Yeah. So she scheduled. She called my mom. Uh-huh. My mom had to come to school and get the book. And uh she has like a parent teacher conference with my mom and she's like, "Yeah, I'm just not I'm not sure if this is a uh, it's if this is at the level that she can understand and and I'm there." Yeah. My mom yeah. goes, "Did you understand what's going on in the book?" And I give them plot synopsis uh-huh. of where I was in the book and she turns to my teacher and goes, "He seems to understand what's going on so far." And and my teacher says, well, there's just a, there's a lot of words in there, some of which, like, even I don't understand. <laughs> and uh. my mom then turns to me and says, are there words in the book that you don't understand? And I said, yeah, every now and then. Yeah. And my mom asked, well, what do you do when that happens? Like, well, I either figure it out or... By context. By context, or I'll just go look it up yeah. in the dictionary. 
which I have right here. Oh, so on top of reading a book, you're also I was expanding my vocabulary. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my teacher was like, well, I, I think that maybe I should be approving anything that he's going to be reading outside of school. My mom was like, yeah, uh, that's never going to happen. And she <laughs> took the book from the teacher and handed it directly back to me. And we left. Yeah. And there were no more parent teacher conferences like that. Um, wow. It's just one of those things where you're like, that could have turned out a very different way. Sure. Sure. That could have been a thing where, cause the other thing was the reason why I was reading that book, cause I had pretty much powered through most Everything of the fucking else. books on, yeah. in the, on the shelf in the and usually classroom. I can, re- I can remember our homeroom book caddy thing. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of books in it. Yeah. It had enough so that, uh, a kid who liked reading, could probably, uh, you know, during downtime, reading time or whatever, if you weren't bringing your own book, you could probably, you know, run yeah. through a couple of those. We would have our, we would have our like one hour of reading time uh-huh. and I would usually read a book in that time. Cause most of the books in our classroom were geared towards fourth graders. Yeah. And, and those are small, easy to read. Yeah. There was, I was watching that documentary about scary stories to tell in the dark and they showed, uh, some books by this other author, a Bailey school kids. Do you remember that? I think it was. What Sounds it was familiar. Uh, they were like, like, our teachers a transvestite. No, what? <laughs> it would be like, uh, the, like our uh, their teacher comes, a new teacher comes to town, and you think she's a witch. That one, that yeah, that's a classic book. Is it Miss Munson? Vampires don't wear polka dots. The Adventures of the Bailey School Kids. Oh, I'm thinking Anthony of something teacher, else. She's something else. Skeletons don't play tubas. Cupid doesn't flip hamburgers. And they like huh. be these people that they thought were weird and they yeah, think they're yeah. a monster. But like the implication is they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyclops doesn't roller skate. Mermaids don't run track. Anyway, they were showing those, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember those. But they were so simplistically written. They were chapter books, but they are fourth grader chapter mm-hmm. books. They were so simplistically written that I would just like, yeah. right through them, which is why I started reading books for adults Yeah, early on. Anyway, math. Math sucks. They made, I think, I think they intentionally made math suck for kids by design to make us hate math or by just like fucking piss poor understanding of education. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it has done irreparable harm to us as a society and a people that people that don't understand math are doomed to make poor financial decisions mm-hmm. and just overall not understand the world around them because uh, not to sound like my, fourth grade math teacher but you know the math is everything in the world around you which is technically true mm-hmm. but it's also stupid <laughs> it's a stupid thing to say it's a stupid and uh condescending thing to say mm-hmm. that the math is everything around you but we do use a lot of math right like i i use math in my head mm-hmm. yeah you, know, you know say i'm driving to st louis right 
I know that it's 390 miles to St. Louis. I know that my gas tank holds 307 miles of gas, more mm -hmm. or less. I know that driving at 80 miles an hour, it'll take me about five hours to drive this, this thing. I'm doing this math constantly in my head to figure out how long, based on the gas mileage I have, do I have to my next exit, which I know based on these other things. I'm doing this math. But I'm not like sitting down and doing math. This no. is just math that happens. Yeah. It happens up here. And it happens up here because it's the level of math that I was taught. A addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. Yes. You can do all that in your head pretty Sim well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you get into like double digit division and it starts to get harder in your head, mm -hmm. especially when you don't do it a lot. Yeah. But yeah. then you do things like, oh, what's the fucking compound interest? I've got, I'll just go get my Excel spreadsheet to fucking figure that shit out. Like what the interest Yeah, I, I remember when they be. were teaching us that there's a formula. It's like C equals RST or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And be dumb shit like that. Yeah. And like. The other thing, the other thing that bothers me at the math is the the not the taking away the tools. Um, like you can figure out the amps on a draw, uh, and or basically if you have two of the of the three values, you mm -hmm. can figure out what the third value is in electricity. So if you're bricks. trying to figure out the 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 volts, if you're trying to figure out the if you're trying to figure out the volts, the amps, or the current mm -hmm. flow, you can figure all that out. If you have two of the three, um, and there's a formula for that, and there's like a little circle that I that has a, a fucking quadrants and you yeah, can yeah, do the math, yeah. or you can just fucking pull out your like volts cal amps calculator on, on your, your phone, phone and yeah. be like, I have a a thousand watt speaker on a fifteen amp uh, circuit. How many? How much draw do I have? Yeah. Oh, an overhead, and it'll be. Or I have a fit. I have a thousand watt speaker on a one twenty volt um, power. Yeah. How many amps am I pulling? Eleven. Okay, I can only put one of these per circuit. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever that actually ends up being. But they don't teach you like, oh, that's that's why you'll need division. So you can figure that kind of stuff out. They just tell you, oh, you use you use this all the time. You use it all the time. Fucking constant. I'm just fucking constantly solving for y equals mx plus b. Just like every <laughs> fucking day. Am I just walking out there and I'm like, y equals mx plus b. Bam. Yeah. Now I can start my car. But it's been a long time since I've had to like solve x squared plus 49 parenthetical you know parenthetical y minus 2 equals you know 2x y 11 what is my gun <laughs> the it's intentional man yeah trying to scramble our brains anyway that's my issue they made math why did why did they make math suck they made math suck well I guess Todd's not coming in today. <laughs> I guess not. So uh, this has been here, so I don't get. It. I'm Tad Burke. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker, and I am in massive amount of massive amount of pain. I'm gonna go home and put a gun in my, in my mouth. mouth. Good day. <laughs>
Gentlemen, it's Jay, uh, listening to the latest episode when you guys were talking over uh, stuff to watch. First up, the Belko experiment is not great, but is better than I expected. And we get John C. McGinley, which is always a bonus. Uh, For Puppet Master, having seen too many of them, I can tell you that two is actually better than one. Three is shockingly good and is a prequel to one and two and the rest are really kind of garbage even the reboot which does have barbara crampton in it is not great uh, except for one idea that i thought was cool but i can't recommend what sitting through the whole thing just to get to that one idea uh as for thank you cat as for (laughs) other slasher movies there is a ongoing franchise that hasn't gotten a lot of coverage uh, call, I think it's called Laid to Rest, is, and that's the name of the oh, first one. The it. second one is Man. called Chrome Skull. The third one, I think, is going to be called Exhumed, if it's ever made. The um, Hamid? The <laughs> creator of it has been doing uh, practical effects in Hollywood for years. He tried to get a Kickstarter, and it didn't work out, but he still wants to make it. So the they're not great. Uh, they... They're the kind of thing that you're going to sit there and think about the what-ifs and where things could go. I mean, especially the sequel raises a whole bunch of questions. Uh, But there are some interesting ideas. There are some good kills in it. And the first one is refreshingly low-budget, if that makes sense. If you can forgive the portable camera-ness of it. It's not a found footage. It's not shaky cam. Uh, and also surprise appearances by actors really slumming it in there, but doing a good job. It's definitely, I think it's worth checking out if only to talk about it. Take take all that for what it's worth. I mean, I am warning you up front. Uh, unlike Phantasm, I don't have an irrational like for any of those. <laughs> but, uh, oh, a quick update on my don't gets from last time uh nothing's really happened uh the county has promised to pay me back for the multiple years i paid double they're unsure when that's going to happen and sometimes we now filled out all the forms i needed to fill out for school and i'm waiting to be slowly digested in the bureaucracy of both which is a blast that was it stay furious laid to rest a 2009 film Written and directed by Robert Greenhall. Hmm. Looks kind of cool. Yeah, maybe we'll uh, check it out. Um, they fucked up though. The second movie is called Chrome Skull Colon Laid to Rest Two, and it should have just been called Laid, Laid the to Number Two rest. rest. Yeah, yeah. Gentlemen, it's Jay. I realized I forgot to mention a writer director that you might find interesting. Uh, Stuart Gordon made From Beyond Reanimator. Yeah. Handed off reanimator. I've seen, I've seen the reanimator his, movies. Uh, writing partner Brian Usna. But the funny thing is, he ended up then going and doing the Honey I Shrunk the Kids, Honey I Blew Up the Kids, and then went right back from family friendly fare to more B movie premises that, in my opinion, punch Honey, I shrunk the weight. Kind of his premise. pit in the pendulum isn't great. But the one I would definitely recommend for you guys is Castle Freak, uh, partially inspired by Lovecraft's The Outsider. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm just going to say that there you get some, I think, great performances 
from Jeffrey Combs and Barbara Crant. Oh, I love Jeffrey Combs. Staple yep. I'm in. actors. <laughs> and it's it ends with, I think, a really, really badass fight scene. Uh, if you're looking for something, it's a little different, but still pretty brutal at times. I would definitely recommend that. That sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. Did you write that down? Uh, Castle Freaks. That's why my pen's missing. You borrowed it the last episode. You never gave it back, you fucker. <laughs> it, <laughs> that's right. And then I lost that uh, card. I think I left it in Todd's you car. Son of a bitch. Uh, well, we've got two voicemails on the, uh, the voicemail hotline. Yeah. It looks like it's, this looks like it's you playing the same. from top to bottom or bottom to top? Bottom to top. Okay. Making sure. Yeah. Well, this is the same person, so. I think it's Matt from Minnesota. So I was listening to the newest episode and uh, found it kind of funny. And I know you guys report on Tuesday, but you mentioned that we would, you know, here in the past, we're in the future, which is now or whatever, but the president would have been decided by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? Hey, it isn't. And, uh, yeah, it's not looking like it's going to happen until fucking next week until you guys record, so good luck with that. No. 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 You'd be surprised. You are also wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fine. I think we'll know on, what, December 12th when the Electoral College votes. And even then, it's even like then, 50 it's 50. Not until, I'm, I'm not until January 19th. Not until someone's hand is on a Bible. Yeah. Is it just like a race? Hey, scene? Triple T. Just wanted to call in and say uh, I'm finally glad that Dead Helm is finally learning how to leave to think to fucking voicemails. Um, other than that, I've been watching The Mandalorian. Uh, haven't been paying for it, obviously. Oh, what kind of fucking schlub would pay for uh, streaming service? Uh, just fucking get a VPN and pirate shit. Anyways, exactly. uh, one thing I found watching the newest episode was and I feel like this has happened with other science fiction, uh, like TV shows, maybe books. I maybe in books too, but like I never really noticed it until now. But this latest episode, uh, spacecraft. Obviously, you know, fucking flying in space is supposed to be, or at least to us, it seems complicated. Mm-hmm. But in books and TV shows, it seems like it's a little bit more simplified. But I just watched the you know the latest episode of the fucking Mandalorian and his ship gets absolutely fucked up. Like there's mysterious liquid spurting from every fucking everywhere. The hole is compromised. There's holes in it. Everything is fucked up. And I feel like this has happened before in other sci-fi shows and books and shit like that. But somehow they manage to get it. It's just enough to survive in the ship and then get it into outer space. And I feel like Firefly might have done this too, but out of gas. Fucking, yeah, out of I gas. Fucking crazy, yeah. or has this happened in other space sci-fi stories and movies and TV shows? But you might actually just be thinking anyways, about out of that's gas. <laughs> what I don't get is just oh, fucking we. Do a couple welds, and oh, now our spaceship is magically fixed, and we can get back into space. But I, do that I guess that's probably too. overthinking too much. Anyway, uh, stay furious. I don't fucking know. The the beginning of Endgame, uh, Stark's like we managed to oh reroute all power reroute to... the thing to get us in space to get us a couple days, and yeah, you know, yeah. still 
It's fucking strange in the middle of nowhere. I think it's any any sci-fi that has to do with like any sci-fi that isn't fairly well, Star Wars has done it before, right? With the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. And it's like on Hoth, they're working on it. Well, That's because outside of asteroids. Uh, the Imperial stuff in Star Wars, everything is fucking junk. Yeah. Uh, the, for the most part. Star was, Trek does this all the time, yeah. right? Where they're like, oh, we got hull breaches on decks 7 through 17, and shields are down at 11%. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we just need enough shields to do a thing. And then, boom, and they survive. Yeah. Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, you know, it'll take... if. If we go by the book, like yes. Mr. Savick, hours will seem like days. We can have main power restored in six days. Yeah. But I think uh, Firefly is also because like that that ship is a piece of shit. Yes. So like it's always it's already barely flying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is a trope in science fiction because it adds. Um, it adds tension, yeah. right? You you do a thing where like you've crashed on a planet and you've got something ticking clock mm-hmm. that's you know either be it be it a, a party that's looking for you and they're getting closer and you have to get away or like people looking for you in space mm-hmm. or like you have a thing that you have to get to somewhere with enough time to do a thing and uh, I mean since it's not like if you did this, if you did this right on Earth, mm-hmm. and it's a car, yeah, and you ram your car into a tree, mm-hmm. and it's like you, you can't. I know if I just take my car right now and drive fucking thirty-five miles an hour into a tree, cars gonna be fucked. Yeah, everything's gonna be fucked. It's gonna take a lot of work to get it to a non-fuck state. Yes. And everybody watching this knows that, mm-hmm. right? But you have a lot more leeway because it's just like. As long as you don't break the rules of your universe yes. with like a purple space dildo uh-huh. that magically fixes your ship. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the only thing that was wrong with your ship was one cable that was uh-huh. broken because uh, they couldn't afford to show the purple space dildo working on anything else. Then it's like, it's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, yeah, we, we rerouted power. We, re- we rerouted power from... Uh, propulsion to put into yeah. the main impulse drive, or like so we can in out of gas he re- he replaces like a carburetor or something. Yeah, it's just a piece of space junk. It's a piece of space junk that, but like they, but the that episode uses the time jumps to have Kaylee explain that earlier in the yeah. episode. Um, yeah, really, that episode only exists to. It's a bottle episode one. It is. Yeah. Uh, and then the other it's reason the, it's a flashback episode is to give us the character backstories. Yeah. But it's a good episode. I say this is the best episode of the series. I would, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Our Mrs. Reynolds is pretty, pretty good too. <sighs> yeah. If if the camera just like panned down just a little bit, I mean, yeah, yes. It's <laughs> not. No. Um. Talk about someone to give Dolly Parton a run for her money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Christina Hendricks could do it. She's married to that weird fucking dude from fucking that Super Troopers. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Some guys get all the luck. <laughs> well, uh, that's it for the episode. I am going to go, hopefully, into a medicinal coma. <laughs> Not uh, a medically induced coma, a medicinal coma. 
You ever try smoking doing some DMT? That might, hmm. Welcome to the Road Dragon might, Podcast. I might have to hit Todd up. <laughs> Put it that way. Uh, you ever do DMT? You ever seen one of them grills? It's just like, ooh, ooh. That's my Joe. That's everything in my Joe Rogan impression. Uh, well, yeah. Sci-fi tropes, man. Sci-fi tropes. Mandalorian. Haven't watched it. Me either. But though I thought coming. it would be up my alley. Yeah. I just haven't had any. I think John Favreau should stick the Mandalorian up his alley. <laughs> I just, I'm not, I'm not a big Star Wars fan. Star Wars, you mean? I'm a, no, I, I am a big Star Wars fan. Uh, yeah. Completely different series. Uh, yeah. More like Star Wars, am I right? Uh, anyway. Well, this has been our episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Catch yeah. us next week for a special anniversary episode. Oh, yeah. Episode. Fucking next week's 208. Our four-year anniversary of the show. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy how the show's been going for four years. I've been doing this show for three and a half years. You've been doing this show for th- for three years. Yeah. Uh, holy shit! Mm-hmm. We gotta get some fucking fucking life. 